You're listening to Drowning Verdict. Be sure to follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform. We don't want you to miss out on an important case or update. If you haven't already, pull the trigger and subscribe. Welcome to Drowning Verdict. I'm Chip Mahoney. This is my true crime show where I talk about fascinating cases just like this one. I go more in depth with the case, so thank you for joining me today. You might have found me on my TikTok where I've got some clips there of the show. If it led you over to the Crime Network, that's Crime with a Y, that's a good place to be. I'm there, other podcasts as well. Listen, read the latest news and headlines, Crime Network, Crime with a Y. Drowning Verdict is featured on Spotify, though. You can find it wherever you get your favorite podcasts out there in the podverse, the known universe where all that content swirls about. Well, I'm there to provide maybe a unique angle, a new idea, definitely a topic of convo to keep the conversation going on open and active cases, important cases just like this one. And although this one isn't open, Um, Maybe it will open a can of worms or something because there is a new discovery here in the Menendez case from so long ago that could mean something. going to talk about that here today. But if you have heard me before and it wasn't just a drive-by, you're pulling the crossover SUV back around, dropping the clip on me. I do appreciate that. Know that I try to give you my best each and every time, often to give you a reason for being here. And I've got a pretty good reason today because I'm going to talk about Menendez's case. But before I do the Menudo dance to that, um, I just want to say that if you have heard me, you might know that it's more about commentary rather than the storytelling that you find in true crime. And if you like that narrative, the retelling of stuff, get that on Crime Network, big podcasts there, and others to discover as well. Crime Network, Crime with a Y. But some of the things that I have been talking about, I'm just going to rehash them here for a minute or two and then get into other things that are in the headlines that maybe I'm not going to cover, but they're certainly interesting to me in my author mind. I know you're reading about it and you care about it as well. And when I thought about the Menendez stuff, thinking of something that's 30 years old or more that was in the late 80s that spilled over to the mid 90s both brothers getting life sentence for the murder of their parents where the jury had said they wanted their wealth they wanted everything that came with the wealth and status where they were in beverly hills and that was the motive and i think about that stuff there and i and i think well why not just bring up every other case that's been tried and convicted and just rehash it again why do that And when I was thinking about that, I thought of Scott Peterson. And I go, yeah, just bring that one back up. And then I remembered, oh, yeah, they did. They tried to do that late last year where they wanted to say, well, he got a jury, but they weren't fair to him. So we need to retry this thing with a fair jury. And they they said, no way. They shot that down. And it didn't go back to court. But it just shows me that just about everything can be 
brought back up and unearthed. And thinking of something that's unearthed is the Lori Fallow trial. And something just today, they uh, are in the process of going to a jury now. And we found out that she's not going to be facing the death penalty if she is convicted for the burying of her children, whom she's accused of murdering with her husband, Chad, her fifth husband. But something the prosecutor said there really stuck out to me because it's something that I've been saying for a long time. If you've ever heard any episode I've ever done on the doomsday couple, I've talked about proxy murder and I've talked about manipulation, that religion was the basis of their manipulation here. And in fact, Rob Wood, the lead prosecutor today said that they used religion to manipulate others. And that's what it was among some other things. And that just stuck out to me. So that is coming to a close or a chapter close for her before they get to Chad but it is just remarkable some of the stuff that's been unearthed, uh, you know, those kids that were buried and what we're finding out. So you can check that on DV as well. I've got definitely a bunch of episodes there. But that's in uh, Idaho. And then not too far over in Utah, something else happened where just recently someone who is they say an author that wrote a children's book about grief, but this book was written about grief after she killed her husband. She had written this book, her husband died, wanted her child to read it, went on TV, got some press about it, and played the role of the grieving spouse. But now she's accused of poisoning the guy. Her name is Corey Richens. You've probably heard about it. It's probably coming to Netflix. And it's got some, uh, gosh, it just has a lot of juice to it because of how it all played out and how she really did write a, a book that she was marketing on grief. But she's a reason for, or they say the reason for the husband being poisoned with fentanyl. So her name is Corey Richens, and that really garnered a lot of attention. It caught my attention as well. Me, myself being an author and my author mind as I often talk about, but poisoning him, not on just one occasion, but on multiple occasions. And then finally he died last March. And soon after, I guess, as reported in some of the big news outlets that she was having a party at the house, celebrating one of her latest real estate transactions. So Maybe she was getting funds from the, the home sale. Maybe she was getting life insurance and all was good. Husband was taken care of. And it was just a segue into a new life as an author because she was on TV. She was on local TV talking about the book, promoting that. And that's just terrible in my mind. So we'll see about that trial as well there in Utah. Now, getting to the Menendez stuff what has been uh, revealed there, and some of the things that I will talk about why I feel this is important. Because if you rehash every case that's been tried, you just go back to uh, what they'll say is uh, no chance. They'll shoot it down, and it just wastes time and money and uh, the effort in court and all the resources. 
But this one's interesting to me. There is a documentary. I haven't seen it, but it is a documentary on Menudo. So some background there. Uh, the father, the patriarch of the Menendez clan, the family in Beverly Hills, mid 80s, late 80s, was in the music business. And Menudo was a boy band from Puerto Rico, from what I remember, formed in the 70s. And the boys there, you know, typical boy band stuff of uh, the type of music they produce. I think they had a a few hits from what I remember, nothing that I would have ever been into, but I do remember uh, them being there. And if if I recall, I don't know if I'm right, but if I recall, I think Menudo is the name for a soup, possibly. I don't know. You could tell me. But when I think of Menudo and I think of Menendez, it kind of sounds the same. And then when I break apart that word Menudo, it says men and it says nude. So men, nude, do. And it's just weird to me because the manager of that band, it's not really what I'm going to talk about or get into today, but he was accused of abusing those boys. And just recently it was found, I believe through one of the documentaries or another resource, uh, maybe an article, but one of the members of the band had said that the Menendez father, Jose Menendez, had abused him. And that verifies the abuse that one of the brothers was claiming, especially Eric. He's the guy who claimed that he was abused by the father. And there is a letter, there is a letter and possibly a recording of this that they might go back to court with and say, that it was an unfair trial because the jury did not know about the sexual abuse, the abuse at the hands of the father, because they went with the motive that the reason why they were shotgunned in the, in the big mansion was that the boys wanted the wealth right away. They wanted it. They wanted the lifestyle. They wanted the wealth. They didn't want the supervision. They wanted everything that came from their parents without them. So I feel, playing the lawyer here on Drowning Verdict on a podcast episode, I feel that this does have some weight to it, that it does have something that you can go back and you can say they had an unfair trial. There There was a jury that should have known about this, and we're going to bring this back to the forefront. You do have a documentary, you do have other resources, but to verify uh, that they can prove that not only was his story uh, correct because it happened to somebody else, but the letter that he wrote was uh, before a certain time period as well, and it had nothing to do with um, possibly killing the father for the abuse and for money. If they can separate those and just say that it was about abuse, and I'm not an expert on this case, however, but if they can do that, I feel that they could have something to work with. And wouldn't that be absolutely insane to see going back to trial with the Menendez, which started in the late 80s, spilled over into the mid 90s, and they were sentenced in 1996, I believe. That is that is unearthing something. It is is bringing back the 1980s and putting it here in the modern world, and going, who are these guys? 
Why are they back at trial? Who are they? I have no idea who they are because I was born after 2000 and I have no idea about the 1980s. I'm not Gen X, nothing like that. What the hell is going on? That would be crazy, crazy to see, but I think it's got some some legs. I think it's got some teeth and I think it has something to work with as opposed to something like Scott Peterson, where it's just another way to bring up the name in the news and try to get out of a prison cell for a moment. If I can get out of the prison cell and I can get back into a courtroom, then at least I can have some fresh air. At least I can feel like I'm part of this modern world. They shot that shit down real quick. Will that happen with the Menendez? Um, I think that there's a better than 50% chance that it will, that something will happen from their lawyer side, their attorney side to file something, however they do it, to get them back in court, at least to argue that they had, I guess, an unfair jury, that they can work with this. And wouldn't that be a trip? And I can say that someone who is Gen X, that was, uh, you know, coming of age in the late 80s, mid 90s as well, because I know about that. I know about this case, how they tried to put them in sweaters, pink and purple sweaters or whatever in court to make them look like innocent uh, kids when they're really adults uh, or on the verge of being adults. And they did all this shenanigans in court and they still couldn't get their innocence. But if they can prove it now by separating the two, the motive and uh, what I just mentioned, I think that could be something to see. And I guess we'll see how that plays out in uh, the next uh, coming months, because if something's going to happen, it's going to happen sooner than later. They have to take advantage of what is in the news right now. They have to take advantage of the popularity on any streaming channel. I think there's one documentary out there and they have to keep it top of news, top of mind and see if they can get that to stick. So what do you think? Does this have a chance? Is this new discovery something that is important to look at? Or is it just a way to get some fresh air, to get out of a prison cell that you've been in for, I don't know, 25 years or so, to get back into a courtroom, to be part of the modern world for a minute, get some fresh air and try to breathe some life, life into this case where it really shouldn't have any life? Or, is it something that does have some staying power? Well, stay tuned for that. I'll probably have something on it and more on some of these other cases I've talked about. But you can get Drowning Verdict, of course, on Crime Network. Anywhere else you get your podcasts. Come back for more. I'll have more for you. But thanks for being with me today on this episode. I'm out. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.